I'm Kate Morthland, and thank you for joining us on The Council Covers It, a podcast created by the Illinois Life and Health Insurance Council. Insurance is paramount to the health and wellness of Illinois employers, citizens, and families alike. While critical, the world of insurance can also be daunting and difficult to comprehend. We seek to create understanding by wading through that confusion presented with life and health insurance policies and topics in Illinois. Join us as we dive into some of the state's most pressing insurance issues on The Council Covers It. The Council Covers It, a podcast dedicated to all things insurance, explained in a simple and digestible way. I'm your host, Kate Morthland, and today we will be discussing accelerated underwriting. What is it? Why is it important? But before we jump in, I just want to say this comes very timely because September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. So today we have a special guest, Nils Gillenhammer. Um, that I would like to introduce today. How are you, Nils? Thank you for being on. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Perfect. So Nils is the Vice President of Product Strategy for the Individual Life Division of the Prudential Insurance Company of America. In his current role, Nils leads several cross-functional teams that are focused on underwriting innovations to help simplify and accelerate the life insurance buying process. So the team developed and launched individual life first predictive model that allows healthy individuals the ability to purchase life insurance without the use of expensive, time-consuming, and invasive medical tests in 2016. So Nils has been with Prudential for 35 years. All have been in individual life insurance. The first 22 years were in the pricing unit where he assumed responsibility of pricing actuary for term insurance. In November of 2007, he accepted a new position in product strategy as vice president of research and development. And in 2010, he assumed the role as head of product strategy, retaining all of the research and development responsibilities. And then finally, in 2015, he accepted the role as the chief product owner for Accelerated Underwriting. So it is quite a career now, Nils. Thank you so much for being on today. It's gone by fast. (laughs) (laughs) 35 years has gone by fast. All right. So before we get into the details, Let's just zoom out for a second and look at what underwriting is in its simplest terms. And keep me honest, Nils, if there's anything you want to add to this. So life insurance underwriting is the process of determining eligibility and classifying applicants into risk categories. So this determines the appropriate rate to charge for transferring the financial risk associated with insuring that applicant. So it kind of leads me to the first question with accelerated underwriting. What is it? And how does it differ really from traditional underwriting? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question, right? And certainly a timely timely topic uh, as more companies sort of move towards accelerated underwriting. But sorry if you sort of, let's start talk about what is traditional underwriting. I think you gave some, some highlights yeah. there, but traditional underwriting has been around for decades now. Um, and it's the way in which the industry has moved towards classifying risk and 20 years ago, they moved more towards a medically-based approach you know, that the industry yeah. would have called preferred underwriting, right? And so when you think about it and the way it's existed is 
literally every single applicant is treated exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Everybody submits the same information. Everyone's asked to go through a medical exam uh, and we collect the same, you know, um, third-party data, you know, around uh, some interesting facts about, about, about them. Um, there's some slight deviations by age of face about, but literally everybody's treated exactly the same. So, from my perspective, accelerated, accelerated underwriting is really the first step in what I believe is the future of underwriting okay. that is really more personalized approach, right? So rather than collecting all of this information on every single person, very invasive, taking a long time, um, accelerated underwriting says, well, let's take a look at what we have collected up front. The application uh, that we collect that is has a big a lot of detail about people's medical history, third-party data that gets at some other information like their pharmacy history, um, whether or not they've applied for insurance at other companies, their driving record. Mm -hmm. Get all that information up front and then do an evaluation of, do I have enough to put somebody into a risk classification or do I need more information? And, um, you know, the accelerated underwriting, you know, at its at its core is, hey, people that are really healthy, if I can sort of um, determine that through their application, some other information, putting them through a medical exam where a stranger comes into their house and they get stuck with a needle, a needle and they draw blood and take urine, that's just redundant information that all I'm going to find is that they're healthy. You know, that information is really applicable for less healthy lives. So why am I doing all that? So the way accelerated underwriting works is if I can sort of, you know, determine that I'm comfortable with their health history and I don't need more information, let's make them an offer and approve them right there. And sort of that's sort of the fundamental of accelerated um, underwriting is making a decision without using the same medical exams that we get in the traditional process. No, it seems like that it, it's a faster way for some individuals to get this sort of product, but it's not really, it's not a different product. It's a process, right? Yeah, correct. So like, if you think about like what I described there a little bit, some people who are closer to the industry, well, that's a simplified issue underwriting, which is really, truly um, very quick. Everybody gets a decision. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of sticker shock associated with that because they're going to end up paying more um, where we're going to aggregate more of those risks together. And mm -hmm. the less healthy people are going to pay for the or the more healthy people will pay for the less uh, healthy people. This is at the inside of a traditional underwriting program, offering the same products and the same rates, but just with a faster process. Uh, so it seems like there's more work done by the company in the, in, in the beginning to determine that, to see if that individual really meets that classification. Right. And so, and so the, the, the sort of question is, well, how do we do that? Right. And yeah. so, you know, uh, different companies take different approaches. Um, at Prudential, we've gone through the predictive model approach, artificial okay. intelligence, uh, where we're building a model using all this data to try to predict whether or not we think this person is healthy or not compared against past decisions uh, inside of there. Some companies use a rules-based approach and sort of go through a tree and will say, hey, based on these answers to these questions, I feel comfortable making an offer. Um, those certainly exist and anything in between. 
Okay, so can we um, just just a little bit diving into that AI model a little bit? So the the, the other model, what what was it? It was the tree model you mentioned, the rules yep. model. That's yep. more of a questionnaire that the applicant answers as opposed to an AI model. Am I correct in that? So so in, in both instances, uh-huh. uh, you, you, we ask um, both a, a company who has either one of those models. You're still sticking with the filed application that sure. you use in the traditional process, right? The, the question is like, how do you do, how do you, what uh, you, know, after you have the application, what do you do with it and how do you process the application? Some of it using a rules-based approach, some using artificial intelligence, which has a multivariate approach um, that, that takes very complicated answers to questions and come up with simple solutions okay. as opposed to a tree-based approach. You could literally just follow down the tree and get to the to the branch of the tree that ends up in a risk classification. I see. So the processes yep. that you're explaining are more in um, behind the scenes with the company, what what they do to assess that individual and put them into a risk classification. And, and I think the, the one point that's really uh, one I should emphasize is, is both approaches really relies on the application information come in a very structured format, right? So okay. Um, it's not a pen and paper process. It's it's asking the applicant in a way that you could collect that information and either pass it to a model or pass it through a rules engine. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of different ways in which that um, can happen. Uh, a lot of companies use a telephone interview company that will actually have a script, ask the questions and collect that information and pass it to the carrier. Um, we have that. We also developed our own online, so you can actually complete the application at the convenience of your own time um, and fill it at home through the internet. So, Nils, can I run through an example for you real quick? Sure. So, if someone came in and, uh, or if someone wanted this this process, they would first go through this questionnaire, and then. Um, and they would be put into a classification. But if, if they if they did, um, if they were in this classification, they would go through an accelerate. They, they could get a product through accelerated under, underwriting. But if not, they would do the traditional route, which is um, I, I my husband and I got insurance before our first born um, and we had a nurse actually come to our house and take blood. And that's more of the traditional route. Correct. Yeah, so 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 we have that as part of it. So so if you mm-hmm. think about it, we're, I'm going to collect the applicant information, and at the end of it, I'm going to make a decision. So think about it, it as a path. It's like, hey, I have enough information. Well, I'll make you an offer, mm-hmm. or I think you, I need more information. I'll send a nurse to your house. Got and it. The, process, the the collecting of your medical history is over with, but we'll have now a nurse come to your house and collect fluids. Um, I see. Got it. So for, at least for Prudential, those are sort of rather than in the traditional path, everybody would have had to have a nurse come to their house. Mm-hmm. Now we sort of branch off and say, hey, for some people who we, who we think our model thinks are healthy, we don't need to have the nurse come. We'll make you an offer. Yeah. And, and one thing one thing to note about it is um, just because a nurse comes to your house doesn't mean you can't get her a best rate. Mm-hmm. You can still get her a best rate. We just would like to have more evidence just to make sure right. that you could qualify that um, as opposed to people who we don't need it tend to get our best rates because that's really where we're the most comfortable uh, foregoing um, um, the fluids that we collect. Sure. Absolutely. So it kind of 
it seems like accelerated underwriting, especially at a time now where we're in a pandemic, is a very efficient way to get a life insurance product. So that leads perfectly into my next question. What are some um, benefits of accelerated underwriting? I know you've already kind of stated some. Yeah, so the so the the really obvious ones, right, are you know for those people who qualify for a decision that you know doesn't require a nurse to come to the house, they could get that in that decision in days, mm-hmm. maybe even minutes. Uh, we definitely have cases where we instantly approve people right after they complete their application for oh, insurance, wow. right? Um, as opposed to the traditional approach, every single person it's going to take weeks to make mm-hmm. a decision on it, and a stranger comes into your house and they're going to be collecting fluids and it's a sort of an uncomfortable um, uh, necessity uh, around mm-hmm. the around the industry. But so the, the clear benefit is the speed of it, right? And so, you know, everybody ex- is expecting an Amazon experience these days and the traditional life insurance process is the furthest from it. Yeah. Um, accelerated underwriting is trying to make for some people uh, that experience that's getting closer to that. So it's really, it's very interesting. It's a process that kind of, it's an innovative process on how to meet people in this kind of world where we want everything immediate. We want everything like Amazon, you mentioned the two-day turnaround, like we want it really quick. Yeah, I had this, I had this idea of one-day insurance, like, because you could, you're a prime member at Amazon, you could get one-day shipping. You know, yeah. why can't we have a policy in a day? Absolutely. Right? So, you know, that's that's where we're at Prudential trying to at least get closer to um, as we continue to build out this capability. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so so those are some some great benefits. What are some challenges with accelerated underwriting? Yeah, so I think I think that the the challenge is really the biggest challenge is around expectations, right? Because what okay. I described is not 100% of the people will get an accelerated decision, right? Sure. And so how do I separate out who will or who who will not? And you know, most life insurance carriers still work with life insurance professionals who's the intermediary who's sort of representing in between. And their responsibility is to manage the expectation um, of it. And so for the good on the traditional approach, approach, they could always say, this is how it's going to be. You're going to fill out this application and then a nurse is going to come into your house and you're able to do this, 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 and this, right? Mm-hmm. So the problem with accelerated underwriting is we'll have that experience. Some people will go faster. And so the problem is, well, which should I advertise? Should I adv- advertise the fast process or the slow process? And if I guess wrong, I look really bad, right? Mm-hmm. So managing the expectations from the insurance life insurance professional um, is really one of the things in that it's really a black box from their perspective. I don't know who will or who will not be accelerated. So how do I sort of talk about that with my, my client to sort of um, manage their expectations? You know, we we've when we first came out in 2016 with our captive fuel force, we had a whole you know, you know, uh, under promise and over deliver, manage sure. their their expectation around you know that it's going to be a long long slow invasive process and then delight them, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point in time, you know, they want more and they want to be able to go to people and advertise, hey, we can do things really quickly. And so that's a, a lot of work that we're trying to do is try to try to manage all of, uh, of that. And then you have um, the other complication is, you know, for the agents who are 
prudential employees, this is really the only process that they know uh, inside of there. So they become familiar with it. But we work a lot with uh, independent producers who can, their value proposition is to offer lots of different carriers. So now not only do they have these carriers, other products and where they're competitive, now they have to say like, do they have accelerated underwriting if they don't? And what are the, the, the classifications and qualifications and, and who will or who will not? And so we've created a black box on top of the black box for the independents. And so, so they're, they've been slow to adopt. Um, so, you're, so you're taking all of these, these, um, these individuals that were very used to doing a traditional way of thing and everything was kind of similar. And then you're kind of adding uh, your own specific process on top of that, that can help consumers, but it's, it's, uh, you know, a bit of a hurdle to learn that there's a learning curve to, to doing that. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and again, you know, they, they built a business practice practice around managing the chaos of, of, <laughs> of, of underwriting. So they might collect all of that information up front. They might actually have a relationship with an exam company and they might have their client already go through the exam, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's not good because we might not need it and we might yeah. not reimburse you, right? So yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of chaos around managing expectations that the industry fates, faces sure. around. And that's I love I loved your um, Amazon example again, it, it, because everyone wants you know something instantly. But in this process, you really have to collect. You have to collect information to get there, and you might not be the person that can click on something and have your policy in two days. You know, as we are on Zoom and not in person and in our homes, and um, everything's kind of disrupted. COVID nineteen is still very much um, an issue. How has this process sort of changed uh, the landscape with accelerated underwriting because of COVID nineteen? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great question, right? We always we always say you know when during the pandemic it's like oh we're still in the pandemic, right? right. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. worse. But so it's sort of related to that other the other topic that we were just on around the you know do I want to use an accelerated underwriting pro, pro process and. Um, for the most part, um, our um, distribution can choose to go down that path or not. There aren't too many companies that sort of mandate accelerated underwriting. If they would prefer to collect all that information because that's the way they're used to doing things, we allow them to do it. But during the pandemic, that business just shut down, period, right? Yeah. With with um, stay-at-home orders, mm-hmm. you know, um, nurses weren't coming into strangers into into people's houses. Yeah. The lab companies that were evaluating um, um, the fluids that we collect were doing COVID testing. So sure. literally everything was really shutting shutting down. And so the only way that we could actually offer insurance was through these accelerated underwriting programs, which oh, are wow. could be completely you know you know not, nothing in person. You know the way I described the application goes through a telephone interview or an online interview. Nobody needs to be in your house. We make decisions around, um, you know, some people get a decision where a nurse doesn't come into your house. So those are completely, uh, we can make those offers. Um, We did a lot of work around uh, trying to utilize other data sources um, because we couldn't get exams. So 
for cases where um, somebody wasn't going to be accelerated, we were trying to use electronic medical records as the basis of making an underwriting decision. Again, you know, really trying to continue uh, the the life insurance process because it's really mm-hmm. important. And I think a lot of people, you know, in the pandemic now have sort of come to the realization that life insurance is important, that life is fragile, and, yes. and I'm, I better protect, protect it. So, you know, at the same time, very difficult to get life insurance is this time when people actually would actually want it. And so what we saw was a big bump up in our utilization. And that, you know, the people who were um, uh, independent, who would always use the traditional approach said, I better learn this new process if I want to get paid uh, yeah. tomorrow. So, so that was our biggest benefit um, inside of there. And then the other thing that we really learned about was try to use different data sources than using exams and labs. And that really pushed us in that we were starting to use um, electronic medical records in the process, but at a pretty low utilization rate, we really ramped that up uh, during the height of the pandemic. So you've definitely, even with this new process, you've been quite adaptive <laughs> since it's since it started. Yeah, the stars were not, not that anything good happens at a pandemic, but sure. you know, there were definitely good things. Mostly commuting uh, to work was a lot easier because <laughs> I didn't have to commute. Uh, but what we found was that we were lined up pretty nice to move towards what we describe as our e capabilities. That everything's electronic. You can you can apply online. We can make decisions without any people um, uh, uh, coming into your house. You could get your policy electronically. You could sign it electronically. So the more you were lined up with these, you know, what we describe as e capabilities, uh, the better you are aligned uh, during these sort of crazy times. Yeah, COVID nineteen definitely. Um, it like you said, there's nothing really good that comes out of the pandemic, but it did lead the way for some pretty incredible um, innovation within the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that said, I know we're kind of still in the middle of the pandemic, but where do you see the future of accelerated underwriting? Yeah. So so as they sort of started, I, I think accelerated underwriting and um, having some people not have exams is sort of just the start of it. And I think it really is a movement towards more personalized um, underwriting, and especially with, you know, more and more data being available online, like medical records, um, your exam, past exam results, um, uh, those things being online, using them more in the process, uh, so that literally very few people have to go through um, the traditional approach of using um, exams um, and having, you know, um, fluids collected. Uh, and and really truly getting at the get the right data for the right reason, as opposed to, am I comfortable making an offer where we are, or do I need something to boost my confidence uh, a little bit more? And I think that's what you're going to see um, in uh, over time is more and more companies having way more what I would describe as a dynamic requirement. Um, okay. um, I'm going to, f- I'll figure out what I need. And maybe sometimes that's uh, the traditional approach, uh, but I'll try to lean on the least invasive and fastest data source um, that I can. And I think the benefit is, again, it's not really simplified issue because that really exists today. You know, we can still have the same prices as, as if you were fully underwritten. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of making it more efficient and convenient for not only uh, the applicant, but the, but the company as well. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's, that's fantastic. So Nils, do you have any final remarks before I go ahead and, and close up our accelerated underwriting conversation today? Yeah, I, I think it's a great time to be in the life insurance space, which is sort of a weird, weird <laughs> thing. And, and, you know, from, from our perspective, data science is becoming a core competency for Prudential in that Prudential uh builds our own models, you know, other carriers who don't have the same capability, you know, might, you know, partner with a vendor or a reinsurer to do those things. But, you know, it's really changing the way we think about things and trying to solve problems in new and different ways. But, you know, at the core of it, we're trying to ensure more lives. Mm -hmm. And by making this process, you know, easier to do, and potentially we could go direct to consumer more often, and not have to go through a life insurance professional, we're going to be able to close that, you know, insurance gap that's been out there for, you know, uh, decades. And again, an awesome, um, a great way to start Life Insurance Awareness Month is to interview you guys and see the great work Prudential's doing. So I just want to thank you so much for your insight, your expertise on a new and innovative way to provide life insurance. And like I'd mentioned before, this process is just one example of how insurance companies are being innovative at a time where everything's going digital, it's going instant. Because, um, you know, as a millennial, I can even tell you that I like things pretty quickly, pretty instantly. So thank you for being on today and providing um, your time to explain this exciting process. I We really appreciate it. Well, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So that concludes our episode today on the Council Covers It. Please rate and subscribe this episode so you can be up to date on all things insurance. You can reach out to us with any questions at ILHIC at ILHIC.com. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And we will catch you next time on The Council Covers It. Thank you for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe and rate the podcast in order to stay up to date on episodes as we explore various life and health insurance policies and topics in Illinois. We hope you join us again on The Council Covers It.